Welcome to the Soul Patch Podcast. Tainted perception distorts my true meaning is blurred. I am lost to the echoes of whispers. To jump into it, something that I thought would be kind of fun to, to get us started today, and I don't know if I'll be able to do this every week. It depends on what I run into, but because you guys have mentioned from you know, multiple times that I am the quote unquote Korea expert, Korean <laughs> yes. expert, sorry, Korean expert. Uh, although I have a long way to go before I would give myself that title. I uh, I thought something kind of fun would be to do a, uh, a, a an occasional recurring segment called Kevin's Conglish Corner. I like I like the the alliteration. So I saw some funny Conglish, uh, some some code switching the other day on TV, and I'm going to tell you a word. And see if you can guess what it is. And I think you, I think you'll be able to get it. This is kind of like normal, like it's not difficult Conglish. So I'll tell you what it is. And if if you don't get it right off, then I'll, I've got a few hints built up. So I was watching TV, and the this week's Conglish code switching was a mucket list. Mucket list. Mucket list, like something you would eat. There like, you go. Like, the top, like before I die, I want to eat these. Exactly, it's the things you need. You want to eat before you die, because it's the verb mokta, right? And then just get mukit, bucket, and then list. Oh. Yeah. So it was on like one of these TV programs, those food programs, you know, where they're like going to different restaurants around, and they're like, "This is this should be on your mukit list." Um, what's what's yeah. on your mukit list? What's on mine offhand? I don't I don't know right now. Although every night we watch the TV that the parents have downstairs on a lot. It's a lot of like. Uh, everyday slice of life kind of tv shows and so they'll go and it's like there's a korean program called like um hanguk papsang it's like the korean table or something like that and so they go around to like different you know families and like they show what they're cooking basically. oh yeah i know that show yeah um yeah, yeah. I, I actually i love those shows even though their their target audience is like my 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 parents, my wife's parents here, like their target audience is yeah. like old people, but I like them. I, I think they're cool because they show like real life Koreans, not just, you know, celebrities doing silly shit. Yeah. But yeah, they were going around to different restaurants and they're like, this is on your mucket list. So Ryan, do you have an item on your mucket list? Oh man, I mean, I don't wait. If I if I want <laughs> if I want to have something, I'm going for it. You know? You're just going for and, it. You, you know, yeah. Yeah. I I, I want to try ratatouille. I've never had that before. I'm I don't even know what it might taste like. Like I have no idea what it is. Like I know as there's long as you add kimchi to it, it, it'll be good. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I, there, I guess there are some things that I haven't um, I haven't really sought out. I don't know. I mean, we we all travel so much. Like anytime you travel, what's what's like I tell my students this all the time, like when you're traveling, when I travel, when I want to experience culture, I mean, why else travel? You want to like see something, right? Um, or I mean, I shouldn't say that. I mean, some people want to go to relax, but I mean, that becomes like go anywhere that's relaxing. But mm -hmm. if you're traveling to a new place, usually the reason to go to a new place is you want to experience that place, which means that culture. So for me, I have like these three things I always go after. Oh, since we're doing guesses. Can you guess the three things? What are the three things that well, you would I'm gonna guess, like, I'm like, going to guess that one is food because that's yeah, what we've... That does a segue. Yeah, it, <laughs> right, that right. was a giveaway. <laughs> yeah. That's number one. So that's, my, that's my first one because that's the easiest to knock out, right? Like anybody can just drop into a country, you get out of the airport, and you can ask literally any local, like, 
hey, this is my first five minutes in your country. What should I eat? And they're all going right. to up and tell you exactly what is the thing to do. You know, if you're in like the Philippines, it'll be like Kinilao and, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, what's the roasted uh, pork? I forget the word. Oh, whatever. Well, like if you land in, in Korea, it's going to be like, you know, obviously it's going to be. Kimchi. Oh, right. Yeah. Samgyeopsal, <laughs> Korean kimchi, barbecue, yeah. barbecue yeah. galbi. Yeah. They're yeah. going to point you right at it. And then, you know, food gives you that really cool window into the culture. You get to see, um, you get to see not just like what people eat, but, you know, how they do it. And mm. uh, that's a know, cool, that's a cool thing, actually, is is the not only the what, but the how. That's an interesting thing to look at yeah. and, and how can right. be quite different in different countries. Like a big pot of yeah. stew in the middle and everyone's just dipping their spoon in there. Like right. that's, that's very Udi, you know, like it's, that's a very us kind of, uh, eating, yeah, move, you know? Yeah. Yeah. In, in Korea, definitely it's at least for, I think for, for some coming from America, it was pretty striking, um, up in the mountains in Laos, um, you know, keeping communal eating was really interesting. So that, anyway, that's one. So, okay. What to eat. And then number two is what yeah. to see. Actually, the the next one uh, for me would be um, uh, music. Ah, mm. yeah, interesting. Because music yeah. music relates to like all sorts of cultural things, right? So you have um, celebrations, you have weddings, you have funerals, you have you know Saturday night. You know what do people do? and dance dance is ritual you know even you know in the club it's ritual you know do you have a favorite um, korean artist these days for dancing no just in general music what, what who's music? your favorite korean no, singer I, 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 artist I, I band different podcast yeah like i don't korean music i really i do like it in the background but i don't listen to a lot of vocal based music and that's mostly korean <laughs> like there's just so much ballad and there's so much lyrics and yeah so no, not really. Um, yeah, if I'm listening to Korean music, it's because it's spinning in the background. Like, yeah. How about you? Oh, I've been listening to a lot of Korean music over the past couple of years. I actually just found a really cool new artist, um, uh, An Yeun. I just found her this past week, actually, and it's uh, she's Gugak style, so like Korean traditional music, but more like so her vocals are traditional, like you know the old style. Uh, vocal style but then more modern music like a band you know guitar and and drums with some of the old instruments as well when you say like old style like trot like doing like the crazy vibrato like the yeah but not not throat style but more like more gugak style like korean traditional music um but it does have that uh, kind of like yeah 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 that kind of thing um i just found her i actually i really like that kind of mix of old Korean traditional music in modern style. There was a great TV program last year uh, called Pung Yu Daejeon. There's a lot of audition programs on TV. I mean, I'm sure you've seen them. You know, there's all kinds what of different say, ones. What do you say her name is? I want to pull up a link. An Yeun. An Yeun. Um, She's uh, on our streaming service, so you can check her out on there. I think she was uh, featured in Netflix, too, an episode with in about Korea, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, a, she a, just came up. 
randomly in my like my my streaming service just you know it gives you random stuff when you don't tell it what to play mm -hmm. and she just popped up because it knows i listen to a lot of korean music and i was like whoa this is cool and so i just clicked on her and started listening to all of it um so yeah there was a, this great program though about like korean traditional music done modern i shared some of it with my mom actually like a few months back and it was really cool because it's like like rock or like many different styles of music but the singers were all like you know i don't know about classically trained necessarily but they they sung in that old style or sometimes they use the old instruments like the gayagum it's the only one that i named that i know like got that old like flute horn type thing as well like really cool stuff um but yeah I, i've just really gotten into it's like a mix of old and new yeah nice. i think i've heard them they're they're cool it's really cool it does work mm. well together yeah i'll try and share there's a couple of videos there's one that i just love there's two or three that are amazing but there's one that i, I just think is epic i'll share with you guys later from from this Jui? program sorry Jui? Careful, Jui? No, that's the name of the song, I think. Anye oh, Anye I don't know. Jui? Oh, maybe it's... Oh, that's just, yeah. Ratvolution. G, <laughs> <laughs> like mouse. Like, like... Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Jui, G. Yeah, yeah. Ah, hmm. oh, okay, I see. One, one syllable, G. Oh. So, all right. So, we've oh, got so, so food. music, food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> food, keep on music. Topic. What's Let, number three? Let's finish this off and oh, then yeah. get to, get to um, it. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, it was, uh, wasn't meant to be such a digression. The third thing is... Oh, it's, um, it's a fun start. Language. Oh, sure. Oh, so sorry. I, just, I missed that. What was not, it? Number three? Language. Language. Oh, but language, not like right. Mastering, not mastering like a language, you know, if you're going to go on a trip for a week. But you can just learn like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, you know, rice, water uh bed foods mostly foods <laughs> lots of yeah food a lot of lot of yeah know your food words um if you don't want to eat meat you know know how to say that um but not just for the the practicality of it like you know knowing food so you can eat food but because i mean again it, you've probably had this type of experience or you've seen somebody do it like you could be on a on a trip in a very touristy area you could be in the gulf of freaking thailand whatever um, or, you know, in Korea is a great example, uh, walking the streets here, you can use English I mean, for basic things. Every, everybody here mm -hmm. is going to know the word water, rice, bathroom, bed, uh, food stuff. Everybody here knows that in English, so you don't have to, but by doing it, um, it's a really good way to ingratiate yourself, um, in little moments Yeah, and you can find yourself, uh, being like the popular person at your you know your uh bungalow or at your hotel or at the you know meet meet up or whatever um it's just i think it's just a way to put your best foot forward and like be like hey i'm here yeah. to check check out your world yeah you and know? i'm interested yeah, in what you have agreed. like it's not yeah. just about me yeah yeah in modern travel it's kind of lost because english is so globalized so you can just really use english anywhere yeah yeah you know i mean when was the last time you get stumped in korea where you had to use korean for basic things like that you really don't have to i can't think of yeah, any you can get by especially in seoul you can get by quite well yeah yeah i, I mean i've gotten yeah. a little trouble in japan in some rural places in mongolia mongolia was rough for trying to use any like basic words people didn't know words like japan water. is famous for for not being <laughs> good with, with that yeah <laughs> well also it's very hard to read that i mean you can't read japanese like it's just 
yeah, it's yeah, completely. You're yeah. you're also removed that way, you know. In Thailand, a lot of you know, there's a lot of Thai sign signage, but there's also a lot mm-hmm. of English signage. You know, I mean, it's just you can find mm-hmm. usually mm-hmm. find stuff in English and Thai. You know, um, yeah. I do I do remember going into a restaurant in Thailand, and they were selling. Uh, you could buy um, fresh crap instead of crab (laughs) they spelled it wrong yeah (laughs) so just what i was looking for yeah yeah (laughs) as long as it's fresh two two crab yeah please um no no, i I think that's a good warm-up now now we're we're ready to go what's our topics for today what are we talking about so well i mean how did you guys survive the great cacao outage of of 2020 2022 oh man oh man all those emoticons that that i couldn't send i mean so so for everyone listening cacao talk which remember we actually talked about cacao we had an episode on that like a while back right oh yeah yeah, that's right we did yeah um so you know everyone knows about cacao and you can go back and check out that episode of course if you want more and we'll talk about it cacao is really big uh how did you guys know that cacao went down like it went down for it was down for a good what 12 or more hours easily like almost a full day um just like less than a week ago how did you guys find out where were you when when cacao went down i was i was actually trying to send a message to ryan interestingly enough i think i was i was trying to send a message on my computer and then Mm. it it logged me out on my computer and then i and then i i tried to log back in and I realized I couldn't remember my password. So I tried <laughs> to do, yeah. And it would just, nothing worked. It just kept saying like error. Yeah. And I was error, like, error. I, I thought it was just all because of my password. I didn't, I didn't know there was a cacao meltdown. So I was just having my own personal meltdown because I couldn't remember my, my password. And I had to turn on my old cell phone because that's where all my passwords are written. And I and oh, then no. I typed it in <laughs> and it didn't work. And I go, well, I must have changed it then. What did I change it to? And I couldn't find what, my new password. And it was none of those reasons. It was yeah, no, the uh, great cacao meltdown of 2022. Yeah, yeah, but, there I was mean, a massive it, fire it, in our like server room. Oh yeah, yeah. So that, that's what happened, right? There was a big fire. Yeah, yeah. Basically, their server went down. Um, I mean, because like it burned, like their physical servers just went went melted. Uh, so that was that was what happened for it. I heard that uh, just it was yesterday. I was just talking with my girlfriend about this. Um, Naver, the other for people who don't know Korea yeah. that well, is the other massive company. It's like Google here, um, kind of. Naver also had servers there, and so they also yeah. they had they went uh, dark for about four hours. But mm. somebody. I don't know, not the CEO, but uh, somebody in the whoever was uh, tasked with managing um, that emergency at at uh, Cacao resigned because of mm-hmm. how long it took them to come back online. I think it was in the face of how Naver did it so quickly, well, quickly in comparison. Uh-huh. So there's that, actually a resignation. In that article result. I sent uh, that we that we read there, it mentioned that like there's certain like flexibility that some companies will have like extra, a lot of space, I guess, available in case of an emergency. And then other uh, servers are kind of like full they're, they're, they're operating at a high capacity. And so their flexibility is less. Like if it gets knocked mm-hmm. offline, it's a lot harder to bring it back online. And so they, they mentioned that might be what happened to, uh, to cacao. 
They just didn't have any redundancies built in. Yeah, or they did, but it was like, um, not enough. You know, there was too much dependence on this one uh, server station, I guess. They don't have their own servers, right? They they rent the space, is my understanding, but they're getting, they're building a couple of new uh, servers just for Kakao. Yeah, but they're not going to be online until 2024, apparently. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it was an epic down like when it went down because i mean the news it was like the news story you know it's amazing that like one company like their servers go down but it becomes national news because cacao i mean like we talked about in that episode a while ago you know they're massive they're really big but i don't think a lot of people outside of korea really realize just how reliant how big they are because they do everything right like it's not just cacao talk that went down the news that I saw like that night on the on the TV news, it was talking about how like when people were driving and Kakao has their own navigation app, right? They've got their GPS app. So people were driving, navigation went down. Wow, right. I didn't think about right? that. Yeah. People were trying to get taxis or were in a taxi at oh, the time man, and man, their taxi app went say. down. That's what I was going to say that I think is even bigger that a lot of people don't realize. When, the, when it went down for me, I was in that moment on my computer i was texting i think i was talking to you and i was talking to another buddy um and i didn't know i didn't notice anything happening i didn't know my message didn't get sent or whatever and then my buddy hit me on um sms which nobody really uses here like if you get like a message like sms it's like it's from the government or something you know like the only <laughs> emoticon you can use on sms is the colon uh, uh parenthesis yeah, right, that's right. It, you know yeah it's not yeah. fun yeah but yeah like it's really it's uncommon to to uh get a message there compared to cacao and so he hit me there and he's like oh cacao just went down i was like oh that's bizarre whatever that's what my thought was i'm like who cares chat app is broken i go downstairs to get a cab oh wait a minute shoot (laughs) i can't i can't do this yeah um yeah and like talking about cabs uh or you know cacao does banking um yeah that's the popular way to transfer pay yeah it'd be so easy right yeah Yeah. and it was i'm uh, old i don't i don't use cacao pay we we don't understand how it works (laughs) that app confuses me even if you don't use it there's other people that use it so like of um, course of course there's lots of people who do you know we we swap cash and stuff if I have to send money to her, um, I send it via my bank app, but I'm paying her cacao app. Uh, mm. So like that, that transaction will be done. And, you know, she does business with this. So that's like, you know, that was pretty crazy. Um, but also when you're talking about cabs, Korea also has cacao, not just taxi cab app, like service, like basically kind of like an Uber type of thing. Korea has cacao taxis yeah i saw those yeah imagine like any taxi driver well even if you're not a cacao taxi um any taxi driver like what kev said like your gps just going out yeah (laughs) you know no way to bill customers no way to collect pay so you're just you're done right you just drive home not only cacao bank but cacao pay is a thing of course for a lot of like taxis and other businesses like people use cacao to pay for things yep yeah, for yeah. me, it really was just the app. It was just the chat that went down. I don't use any actual other cacao services, actually. I'm, I'm, I guess, kind of weird about that. What I don't about, like their navigation. Uh, yeah. um, and I, I don't, I have just used my normal banking app. So I don't use anything other than cacao talk. You but know, you even don't use that. Call for what? For calling cabs. 
Oh, I mean, I do use it for cabs, but I take like one taxi a year. So <laughs> it, it, it wasn't an issue and it, yeah, it's, it's you're still very six rare, months I, out I from your next taxi. taxi ride. So you're, you're good. Yeah. Right? Actually, I think okay. the last taxi I took was when I got my COVID vaccine, like, a year ago or something like that. So yeah, oh, I, I never take taxis. I, I abuse it a little too much, but I, I don't know. I, I like, like Korea has always been really good for taxis because they're cheap compared to where, you know, oh, I come sure. from. it's like a fraction of the price. So for me, when I came here, I was just shoveling so much money at taxis because it was so <laughs> amazing to me. I felt like a, a millionaire. I'm like, you know, like, <laughs> anywhere I'm going, I'm going like five blocks up. I'm like, yo, Cav, nice. <laughs> one, one for me and one for my friend. And uh, yeah, we're not going to ride together. <laughs> I'm stretching out. But when this this uh, app came and I started using this, um, it really... It's a, it really is a luxury. I mean, you can, mm. the city is so dense, you're never waiting. So like when I leave work, when I call a cab leaving campus, I will dial it up. Or even like when I leave the house here, I will uh, line up my route, which, you know, it's pre-saved in the app. And before I, I put on my shoes and then I hit go. By the time I walk down my stairs to the courtyard, I open the gate. There's a cab and wow. I sit down, he knows exactly where I'm going. It's prepaid, everything. It's just such a luxury. Yeah. And yeah, I bring too much money on. I should be more like Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh cacao organ donation? I wonder if that got disrupted. Uh, <laughs> it's <could've>... coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I actually do wonder, yeah. cause like, I remember when we talked about cacao a, a months ago, like there's even like, there's a lot of things that we haven't mentioned as well. Like there's like a cacao, like hair style, app or not hairstyle but like for booking you know like a haircut like all of that would have went down cacao is just so yeah. big here that there's so many apps that it's it's almost if someone's not been to korea it, it's like google but more you know like imagine if google went down like that would be shitty and it would affect a lot of things but it wouldn't i don't think it would affect people's everyday activities quite as much as cacao going down to here the thing I, I would love to be a fly on the wall of the day that it went down and the engineers oh who are are charged with fixing it couldn't communicate with each other in their group chat because they used cacao, <laughs> right? Because they they work for cacao. So they probably had a cacao group chat of engineers. Sure. And then they were trying to get a hold of each other and they're like, I don't know what to do. Like now they're trying to SMS each other, but do they have, you know, the phone numbers and all that stuff? So something funny on yeah. on that. So I was looking up uh, related news to to this. I just saw yesterday, the day before, there was a gambling ring here in Korea. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. Did you see that? Yeah. So it's a gambling ring that got busted, in part because of cacao being down. <laughs> because normally, when like they've got some you know dude standing outside, kind of like watching for the for the police to come into the underground, you know, little gambling ring. And normally when someone arrives, they like send a message to the group cacao chat, but they couldn't. And so when the cops went up to the door, normally the, the article was like, normally when the cops go to the door, they have to bust it down because the people are all inside. This time the cops just walked up. They just opened the door and all the people apparently it was all like older women, actually, which was kind of funny. They were all just <laughs> sitting around the tables, just like, doo, 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 just gambling. And the cops were just like, what's up? Like, yo, we're here. And so in part due to cacao going down. A a small gambling ring also was was taken down. Well, thank well, God we got like a ghost stop ring. 
Yeah. You know, it was. It probably was actually. I don't know if it was Ghost Stop. They didn't say in the article, but it, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was using those Hwatu cards. Yeah, I would love to yeah. see that scene. You know, they're like they're they're slapping plastic and they got the visors. You know. And... <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, at least oh, we got those dangerous criminals off the streets now, so I feel safer. <laughs> oh, for sure. uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I actually I saw another article about this as well. Then where they were saying Cacao lost an estimated two million users the other day yeah. because of this. To so, like Line Chat, which is the to, the uh, neighbors, which right? is which is the yeah. neighbor one, and Telegram apparently are the two that are gaining oh, traction. Yeah. No, not not Twitter. Telegram. No, oh, yeah, is Telegram it? is Twitter's version oh, of like. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Okay, yeah. I didn't. Know I think that. like to WhatsApp um, is to Facebook what Telegram is to Twitter. I think ah, I okay. believe. Okay. Yeah. Um yeah, so they were saying the article was like that their normal daily user count was like 41 million people or something. So that comes out to, you know, like 82% of the population is is using cacao on a daily basis. And they said that the like the day after everything went down, they were down to like 39 million users. So I mean, that's a that's a pretty big drop. I have a I have a uh suspicion that they'll be back you know what i mean like they're they're just like overreact they, they overreact about everything you know like uh <laughs> yeah everyone's yeah. like oh shit i need another app and they're they're downloading yeah it. i do think i i think you're right i mean cacao isn't gonna go away because of one server down but some things that i was seeing like you know the news was interviewing people on the street like what do you think what are you gonna do and what a lot of people were saying and realizing is they're like we just can't rely on one company to do everything here and so i think a lot of people like they might still use the cacao app but they're going to download other apps and they're going to have them there you know you're going to have a different navigation app you're going to have a different taxi app and you know people might not use it but if just if they have it they might use it from time to time and so it, it will affect their their bottom line a little bit this wasn't good for them at all of course but we'll see. I mean, they're not going to go bankrupt or anything. They're, they're still going to be around. Yeah, People are still going to be using cacao. I think in the short term, but in the long term, I don't know, just things revert to the mean. Like, yeah, you could have like another like chat app that you download for redundancy. But then when you don't use it for one year, what happens? It, it doesn't get updates. It's kind of dead. No, None of your friends are there anymore or whatever. Same thing. Like you could have another GPS app. But after like a year of not using it, it's pretty much dead you know, like I think people are going to default back to the thing they're familiar with um, for better or worse. Like yeah. that monopoly is here to stay and cacao is king. It'd be pretty weird to see them die just because of this one thing. Oh, I yeah. Mean, it's it, it's not going to they're not going to die in any way. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm deleting this app and I'm going to carry coins in my pocket and use pay phones. That's it from now on. No more. <laughs> yeah, I actually don't for navigation though. I don't. What What do you use, Jack? I think I've talked about this before. Well, do you use the Cacao navigation? In our, I don't like the, that their app actually. I have used it. It's it's okay. Yeah, but uh, I usually just use my car's navigation, the one that's oh, okay. kind of built the into it. One that's in yeah, car. yeah, yeah. I like the more. I like the Naver app more. It just yeah. it shows because Korea streets are confusing as hell mm -hmm. you know like when you're on the freeway there's there's like three pull-offs within 100 meters of each other and you have to know like which one to take or something like it's really tough and i found that the naver app gives me more clear images of which exit i need to take it, it's easier to read on the fly i think so neighbor's the one that we have 
in the display on the car like the it shows um also when you're approaching it shows you a 3d view like basically mm. what anticipate seeing at ground level going you know what i mean like like what it looks like straight ahead oh yeah yeah okay. so that's, that's nice bird yeah. eye it'll give you an actual estimation um a three it's really image. cool how that does that's that like really I think, handy yeah yeah it's like an animated yeah. version of like reality it's it's just like yeah, you, you go you know you go down the, the the tunnel or do you go do you take that one lane over and you have to know quickly because if you mess that yeah. up you, do. you can't just go at the last second, you know? Yeah, there's no <laughs> I've, going I've back. I've missed turnoffs from, oh. for sure from time to time. I got lost in my neighborhood the other day. <laughs> like in my own neighborhood where I've lived for 10 years, I got I, I dropped my daughter off at this like elementary school and uh, she was meeting a friend. And I mean, I'm three blocks away from my house. And I, I turn and then there's like a weird kind of curve and then all of a sudden, I'm not, I don't know if I'm pointing north, south, east, or west. I just, I got disoriented. So I just turn and I went in a circle and I'm back at the, the same school again. And I turn again <laughs> and I drive around and I go two streets down and I turn around. And I'm back at the school again. I'm like, this is a problem. So I hit my navigation. <laughs> the glitch home, in the matrix. And I just followed the navigation literally like a kilometer to my house and uh didn't tell anyone until this podcast so yeah uh, <laughs> now we all know your shame yeah it is i am very shameful of my lack of uh ability to read maps and know where i am you know yeah it's bad yeah sorry i, I killed the uh, conversation no so okay. so anyway cacao went down we all survived it but it was it was an interesting day and it was it was big news for sure here yeah definitely what else is happening in the in the papers? So um, if we want to get a little political, there's actually two things that I saw. Um, did you see that uh, North Korea had like they, they shot a bunch of like uh, artillery shells into at some island near near South Korea? You must have seen this. It's like big mm -hmm. news, of course. So that's that's big. North Korea's rattling sabers again. Yeah. yeah, is that news anymore? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it's what 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 is big news about this is that because of North Korea, you know, I, I think it's partially because they're just saying like, you know, everyone's looking at Russia and Ukraine. Look at us. Pay attention. We're we're still here. Um, but because of that, South Korea is pushing for having nuclear weapons, actually, a bit. So that's news, actually. I don't see it happening, but I think, I mean, I don't think it's just, you know, North Korea being noisy because of things going on in, you know, Eastern Europe. I think it's, I mean, isn't there uh, uh war games going on right now? That's like, actually what North Korea, they like, said, the article was like, cause their shelling of the Island in around here was uh, North Korea said it was, it, it happened one day after some of the the things that South Korea was doing. And so then North Korea did their own stuff. And then Yoon, President Yoon, the, the South Korean president, was basically like, well, our stuff was legal. And I'm like, well, what makes their stuff illegal necessarily? I don't know who they were shooting at. I don't, I don't think they, they shot at a South Korean island. I missed the details on that. It was just an island, like near the border or something. Yeah. But it's. I think it's just, yeah, it's clockwork. You it's know? Right. It's, it's one of those things where... Oh, they fired a missile again? Yawn. So what am I doing today? You know, like, did you hear oh, Kakao's yeah, went yeah. down? You know, like, 
I mean, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be yawn. I mean, it should be like something that we care right. about. Right. I mean, it's, sh- and you know, it's probably something my mom worries about more than I do. You know, like my parents probably yeah. worry that, you know, that we're that At close this point, to I think my parents have, have given up on worrying because I remember so many times for the first, like years that I was here in Korea, something would happen in the, in the U S media, North Korea, blah, blah, blah. And my parents would be like immediately calling me and be like, are you okay? Is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, the locals are, are chill. So, so I'm going to be chill too. And you know, it's every time North Korea does something like the U S media picks it up and makes it seem like it's a bigger, a bigger issue than it is here for the local people. The the thing I worry about is like, um, you know, like there's always like some they 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 sank a ship, right? Like that was oh, wow. you remember yeah, the yeah, Chanin, I think that was like ten years ago or something. Right? Uh, yeah. yeah, and they shot up that island uh, a few years before that, I believe, mm-hmm. where they actually killed some people, or I believe at least they hit buildings and stuff like that. Like they were yeah, firing yeah, into that. into South Korea. And so it's like those those like look at me, pay attention to me actions are the ones that kind of scare me because like the the opportunity like the the chance for a misstep or a mistake in the you know what I mean like is becomes elevated. It's like this this sort of stuff is kind of like normal, you know, like okay, they fired a missile into the ocean and then we have war games and everybody gets to kind of puff their chest out a little bit and you know like status quo but when when there's actually like the when they actually interface and they actually like like uh, connect in some way with like mm. some kind of interaction or or whatever that worries me because it's just like the escalation possibility has become so much so more much more heightened i don't know if you guys agree with that or if you feel that too but i i do i do admit you know i'm ignorant when it comes to you know i mean i can't claim to know a lot about global politics and you know i don't uh, spend a lot of time reading about it yeah we're all americans we don't know anything that happens outside <laughs> yeah, of america no, i'm just i'm just i don't want to make it sound ignorant. like you know what i'm saying is like you know has any authority i don't know but since it's a podcast in my opinion apparently is valid for that reason i'll throw it out there like i think when you get these flare-ups it can look on paper like we're getting closer to something but that's something that critical um singularity point tipping where you know boom we go to war neither side wants that it's like it's like a a concrete wall nobody wants to nobody wants that and yeah i mean there's been horrible things have happened there's there's been casualties but a full-on war neither side uh, has anything to benefit for like i feel like the modern world's kind of going that way right like um you know, people talk about, you know, China trying to invade Taiwan. I think it's a real possibility. But at the same time, how it would be pretty nuts for them to do it. Whereas like Russia invading Ukraine, I don't think that ever seemed crazy, even going back to like, you know, uh, when, you know, they took Crimea I mean, makes, I don't know. It just seems like that's a little different situation. Um, there mm-hmm. was a potential benefit for Russia, you know, they could. Yeah, uh, North Korea attacking South Korea, there's. That that's you not going to happen. The access they could have the you know the natural resources. There's a ton of reasons, and then Ukraine not being a nuclear power and like there, that's a little tipped, and that's a unique thing I think in the modern world. But yeah, uh, North Korea, South Korea. I don't until someone can tell me a reason how either side would benefit from a full on war. I don't right. think it'll happen. 
Right. Yeah. It's all just very no, like it's... calculated saber rattling uh, to me. It right. seems like, you know, from the North, like it just, I, and, and that's why South Koreans never, yeah. Like, like it's, my wife never gets worried about this stuff. Like she just, I think she's a lot lived of times through it for too long. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's been North back Korea, like doing something and then saying like, okay, we'll stop doing this. If you send us some more aid and then they get the aid. And then a year later they do something else. And like, we'll stop doing it. If you give us some more aid, like that's kind of where it, where it usually boils down to. Nah. Yeah. I mean, the one that got, that has me, this is not nothing to do with Korea. I'll, I'll be really short, Kevin, I promise. Um, you know, like Pakistan and India, you know what I mean? Like, like there, there could mm. be a misunderstanding between those two and they're both uh, nuclear powers. Right. So, yeah. I mean, it's just like that, that seems way more dicey, dicier than the situation here, to be honest. And so I don't yeah, know. In terms of actual danger, in terms yeah. of actual threats to any of us, I agree. Yeah. 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 So, right, uh, so one. One one last thing, I guess, just to wrap up with, I did see another news article recently. Um, the Seoul mayor is potentially set to announce a bid for the 2036 Olympics. Oh, yeah. 20, and sure. and public opinion is actually in support of it. There's according to the article that I saw there at a 73 percent of public support for for this, like polling, polling the people. So what do you think? The Olympics in, in Korea, in Seoul, again, in, what is that, uh, 12, 14 years? Well, Looking forward to it? The, uh, the, the Korean won recover. That would be nice. That's no something kidding. we can talk about. That's a pretty dark subject. We'll save that for another podcast. But just as a, as a little uh, teaser for any of the listeners that are curious about, uh, you know, currency exchange, you want to see something fascinating, uh, go look at how the Korean won has been holding up against the U.S. dollar specifically for the last year. It's a really fun chart. It's like a direct no. 45 degree angle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if any if any American listeners are out there and, and want to come to Korea, now is the time. If you're from anywhere else in the world, the, the won is pretty stable, but the, yeah, it's, the it's dollar is just killing it. Okay. Yeah. If, yeah you're, if you're an American, come on over. You got like 30% off everything. Yeah. If you're a digital nomad <laughs> and you're making US dollars, come to Korea. Your dollar will carry you, yeah, like 20 to 30% farther than it did, what, six months ago? I mean, yeah, all the Korean barbecue you can handle. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's that's dark, man. <laughs> that's, yeah, I don't know. Is that darker than the nuclear war? No, I'm just kidding. I'm I'm sorry, but well, uh, now it's time for yeah. for Koreans. We can travel anywhere else in the world, but America right now is just really bad. It has. It's not so much the Korean won is tanking. It's more the American dollar is is just quite strong. Yeah, yeah, but it's a little bit of both. Um. Yeah. So yeah, if you're if you're uh, sitting in your Chicago apartment and feeling kind of bummed, and you got some spare time, get a ticket. Come on over. Have some. Yeah. Uh, come on, mom. Come come visit, mom. I know you're listening. <laughs> come come visit. <laughs> so about the the, uh, the Olympics though, thirty six, twenty thirty six. 2036 Olympics. Yeah. I'm down, man. So. President Kim Yana. At the time, you know, like uh, <laughs> nice. the, the the most popular president amazing. in Korean history, you know, uh, brought the one saved the one. So uh, you know, now it's like what a thousand won to one U.S. dollar, you know, something around there, nine hundred and ninety. It would be interesting to see yeah. Olympics Beautiful. here again for sure. I mean, we just had the the Winter Olympics. You know, like what was that? Only four or five years ago was the the most recent Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang. That was that was kind of cool to see it go through. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I don't really care. And and I, I'd only be worried. Olympics in most countries is generally a loss for the country. And so I'd be really curious to see what their plans are and how they're able to use it after and actually make it work for them, not just for publicity, but to, to you know, use the sites and things like that. To, to not just lose tons of money to corruption and things like that. Well, this this would be what, 48 years after 1988. So good math. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> I just like did that. the math in my head, but I was like, it'd be better if it were like 50 years, you know, right on the on the nose. Well, the, you know? the last Olympics. So there was the 1988 Summer Olympics, of course, here in Korea. Then exactly 30 years later was the Pyeongchang Olympics not mm -hmm. too long ago. Right. So that was kind of cool. And then, yeah, you're right. I mean, 1936, it's not like an even number but it's still you know quite far away from from the last ones yeah from the last set. i mean it'd be great I, I think it's it's i mean it's is it ever is it ever worth it though for for countries to host the, like how did brazil i know they were talking about that would be a, a boon for their economy does it did it ever extend I beyond the actual very few countries from my understanding very few countries are able to make the olympics profitable for mm -hmm. them um i think where are in Canada? Was it, was it Vancouver not too long ago? Olympics kind of work like a like an advertising campaign for your company as a brand. Isn't that how it is? Like, I mean, you don't expect to make money when you take out an ad, like from the ad. Yeah. So I I picture that's how I picture the Olympics. It's like, hey, world, remember, we're over here. We're a country. Check us out. Hey, look, we have paved roads and sewage. And that means that, you know, you can have a business here. And hey, family, you should immigrate here and raise your children and go to our schools. You know, like it's a way to to stimulate things. But the event is expensive. It's definitely true in some ways. But there's also a big loss for for many countries, depending on how they handle it, because there's just so much infrastructure that needs to be built for right. it. So it's it's yeah, often. It, it depends on how a country handles it. I know Canada, I think they did it quite well, actually, not too long ago. They like they did had the Winter Olympics and they actually managed to use things and convert stuff into other things. I know Japan, actually, with the Tokyo Olympics, they had plans, for example, to turn all of the uh, the athlete housing into apartments and things like that for their people. So they were having ways to to use it, which was actually a big problem because COVID delayed it by a year. And so then they had to, to deal with with those. Right. Those COVID things. almost derailed that whole thing. The, the uh, as long as they use the if they can use the stuff like later, I mean, they already have like World Cup Stadium is still used right for concerts and things like that. Yep. Um, and the old Olympic Park is still pretty big. I mean, I, I've yeah. done a lot of stuff at the Olympic stadiums. I, I go there for dive training from time to time. So, yeah, stuff is still used. So if as long as they can still use it in the future, if they can find a way to make it, you know, somewhat, even if it's not be, a huge loss. But yeah, some K-pop concerts, the, you know, they'll be. It'd be good, yeah. perfect for that, you know. The yeah. Olympic Park actually, they do a lot of music festivals there. My wife and I have gone to a lot of the, the Seoul Jazz Festival every year is is held there in May, yeah. which is pretty rad. Although it's so big now, we went there like a, like five, six, seven years ago. It was great. Now it's there's too many people. We're Seoul Jazz Fest hipsters. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I think I'm down with it. I'm I'm for it. All right. Sure. Yeah. Fourteen years. So everybody out there, tune in. The, the soul patch for the, the 2036 Olympics. <laughs> right. we'll, we'll be bringing you live live support, live coverage. There you go. Nice. All right. Well, uh, if you guys can do us a favor and hit that uh, subscribe button on our YouTube channel and visit Apple Podcasts and give us a positive review, we would be mm -hmm. much obliged. Yeah, it's very helpful. And uh, we'll see you next week on the patch. Thanks, everybody. Oh.
Bye bye. Thanks for coming in. See ya. Call me a 